What is my trainer really thinking about during our sessions? What does it take to become a fitness professional? What do group fitness instructors even think about? Let's dive into these questions, confessions, and more. Join me every week for a Talk Tuesday session where we will uncover confessions of fitness professionals. Welcome to this week's installment of Confessions of a Fitness Professional. I'm your fit pro, Andre Anderson, and we're gonna take a little dive into some of my top secrets for becoming a successful fitness professional. So I have been coaching somebody that wants to get into the fitness profession, become a fitness instructor, become a fitness coach, and it's been a lot of fun, and I think this is a great next level, next step for somebody that's been in the fitness industry for a while. I love being a mentor. I've had quite a few people from my classes go on to get their licenses, certifications, go through trainings, those sorts of things, and that feels really good. It means like they've seen what you're doing and they think it looks so fun or they think, hey, I wanna do that too or hey, I can do that too. And that's very empowering feeling and makes you feel good about the work that you're doing because we want more people to find success in the fitness profession and in the fitness industry. So even if you're not necessarily thinking about becoming a fitness professional, some of these tips might work for you if you're looking to move to a new profession or a career or looking to engage people in a more meaningful way, all of those things. So I've been in the fitness industry now for almost 15 years. I'm already starting to think about, so May of next year will be 15 years. I'm already starting to think about what fun ways, what fun things I can do to celebrate 15 years because my goodness, it's been a journey. And if you've been listening to this podcast or reading the Coffee Talk Tuesdays that I used to write in the blog years and years and years ago, you might notice a pattern of things or not necessarily a pattern, but just sort of see this growth and development of my my fitness professional career. And I think I've talked about the, the kind of rough start I had to it, the ideas of quitting all the time. Not all the time, a few times, not, not every day. Love You love what you do. I really don't believe the adage of, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I love being a fitness professional and a fitness instructor and a personal trainer, and it's hard work. <laughs> I think there's still work to it. And the, the funny thing when I'm coaching individuals about becoming a fitness professional or a fitness coach is everybody thinks that when you become an entrepreneur or you own your own business, that all of a sudden you're not, you're your own boss and you have nobody else to answer to and it becomes so much easier. Um, well, yes, yeah, you are your own boss, but guess what? Every single client that you work for is your boss. So you're moving from having maybe one or two bosses to potentially 50, 60, even 10 bosses. And your role is to guide them and help them and 
be a, a servant leader. <laughs> so <clears throat> if that does not sound appealing to you, maybe the fitness profession is not quite exciting for you. I know I've seen some people from my classes get really excited about the idea of teaching because they think I'm gonna get paid to work out, I'm gonna sneak in my own workouts, all of those things, and they last a very short time because it's above and beyond getting paid to work out because there's not a ton of money for when you're very first starting off unless you are like amazing and a former athlete or the stars have to align it has to be the absolute right gig you kind of have to work up toward being paid what you're worth and become worthy of of that payment and even still like i'm 15 years in and there are gyms that just don't pay even with all of that experience so yeah, you, you get paid to work out, but not in the, not as much as you think. You're going to have so many expenses with this line of work, which is totally fine. Again, it's something that if you want to do it, pursue it. Do it. Don't let those little things like hold you back from it. And with that spirit, those thoughts in mind, I want to share a few things that I wish, I wish I had known when I first broke into the fitness profession. Um, I did not really find a mentor until several, several years into becoming a fitness professional. So I don't feel like I had a ton of, of help or assistance. And I really relied on a lot of external sources and just my own I'm really good at observing. I'm really good at observation. It makes me a really good coach. So I, I kind of picked up bits and pieces from other fitness professionals from a distance. You know, nobody up really, really close. Um, but I thought it would be helpful to kind of share some of the things that kept me going and the things that have helped me find success. And that's my first tip. Define success for you. I was so discouraged my first couple of years of teaching when I would have like one person in class or when nobody would come to class. And there was this one instructor that would sometimes come to my classes and was such like a Debbie Downer. <laughs> so they were, they would be like, uh, you know, oh, you know, how many classes are you teaching right now? And I'd be like four and they'd be like, oh, I'm doing eight. And you're like, okay, I didn't realize it was a competition but apparently it was, it is to some instructors. Um, or they'd make me feel really bad about, you know, oh, only five people. Like you're gonna have to get more people, otherwise they're gonna cancel your class. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, like I'm showing up all the time, I'm new. Calm down, calm down. But at the time I was new and I really took it to heart because I was like, am I bad? Is there something wrong with me? Am I not teaching at the right time? Am I not finding the right people? And at that point I just hadn't found my voice or my vibe yet. So my first secret, my first tip is to find success for yourself. I think you can get caught up in how much money am I making? How much time am I spending doing all this stuff how many clients do i have you could have 10 clients and be successful you could have five clients and be successful you could make 20 bucks a class and be successful depending on what you are you are defining as success and be aware that that might change over time at first for me it was this sense of ownership or like belonging like I could do something like this because if you had told me 16 years ago that I'd be teaching fitness like for 15 years I'd be like Haha, no I I'm I'm in the back row and I don't I'm not I don't do this 
even though all of my professional careers have been very salesy and very in front of other people and I don't have a fear of public speaking but I was never really athletic growing up or as a kid and it's just funny to think how how that has changed but probably at first it was more of this like sense of completion or ownership or achievement of I do the thing like I got a class and then after a while it became I got classes at this many locations like there were a couple of years where I just wanted to teach everywhere I wanted my foot in the door I wanted to teach at all the facilities I wanted to make all the connections and that was my idea of success um, one year my idea of success was you know virtual coaching and training and virtual sessions and I you know that was my focus for that year so your your version or your idea of success will adapt and change and grow with you so success does not necessarily mean number of bodies number of classes or number of dollars it could mean a variety of things so that's my first tip don't let somebody else's idea of success become your idea of success because we're all in this for for different reasons right we all go into a profession for for different reasons and stick with it for different reasons okay this next one stop polling people <laughs> the moment i stopped doing polls is the moment that i got really happy <laughs> just start teaching and offering classes when it makes sense for you because here's what happens i got so bogged down people would lay on these excuses oh but like if you taught a saturday class at three o'clock i would totally be there so i would offer a saturday class at three o'clock i don't think i ever did that but just as an example and they didn't show up that individual those individuals did not show up so i stopped listening to those voices and people that would complain like oh you never teach at 5 a.m you never teach at 7 p.m you never teach on the weekend do what works for you because if you start catering to the negative voices or just the ones who are really loud and probably don't even come to your class, then you're going to end up miserable because you're trying to fit it around your schedule versus offering it at a time that works best for you. Here's what I've learned. You build it, they will come. And if they don't come, you reevaluate and you decide, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. Give it time. Trial and error it and if it doesn't feel right just freaking stop doing it if it doesn't feel right stop you're allowed even if a gym is like so dependent on you to teach the saturday morning class who cares it they don't have to live your life say okay this has been really fun i've been digging it i love it i'm so glad we've grown it to 25 people i'm gonna hand it off to somebody else now and be okay with that be okay with that give somebody else the opportunity to to take that and and grow and learn from it I think I have learned too, I do best when I have an end date. So I love putting together a schedule that's like June 1st through August 26th or September through December so that I can pause, evaluate, see if it's actually making me happy, if I'm still able to teach as much, if I'm still able to teach at those times and go from there. And the people that vibe with you, your tried and true clients, Look how many times you offer something. They will. They just will. And if they can't make it, oh well. Oops. <laughs> I got real excited. Boom. <laughs> oh well. They'll find somebody else. They'll find another class. And you know what? That's not the end of the world because there are other great instructors out there. And let's share the wealth. And that's okay. That's okay. Now, I will say if 
you have a great group of people. Like the one reason I'm still teaching at one location is because I have this great group of, a hand, it's really a handful of people that I, I enjoy. I enjoy our time together. It's not necessarily the most convenient location or time for me, um, but it makes me happy to work out with them. So I keep it. So there you go. Um, I think I got into this last week. So I, what we have so far, we had uh, define your own version of success and allow it to grow with you and make your schedule around what you are able to offer. And if it doesn't feel right, just freaking stop doing it. Just stop. Just stop doing it. I kind of covered this in a recent podcast, but borrow. Borrow from other instructors. If you find something that they're doing and it's working really well, like take it, kind of restructure it, make it more your vibe, make it your own and, and go do it, go try it. See if it works, it works for you too. Borrow choreography. There are a lot of instructors that put choreography out there specifically for other instructors to use it. I have a ton, a ton of choreography for instructors on my YouTube page. Um, although I do know that some of my clients have said, I love it, I'll just string a bunch of them together and pretend that I'm, I make up my own, my own class. I'm like, awesome, that's great. There is content, there are creatives, there is creation out there that will um, invite you to borrow it. Borrow it, take it, try it on for size, see if it works. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I've done a lot of trial and error in a class where I'm like, I'll try a song and I'm like, okay, we will never do that again. <laughs> Sounds good, but you don't know until you give it a try. Um, this one is big and it's uncomfortable at first, but it will literally change your business. Ask for email addresses. Do not be afraid to ask people to register for your classes and provide a little bit of information and capture those email addresses, treat them well, message your participants. If they don't know about something, they don't know about something. Don't be afraid to message them. Don't be afraid to promote the things that you are doing and not just one post on Instagram. like. Keep up, keep, make it consistent. Don't, I mean, I've, I've definitely let it get to the point where I'm like, okay, what, who am I doing this for? Make it fun for you. Make it consistent so that people can rely on it and know where to go to find information about your sessions or your offerings or your classes. But don't let it consume you to the point that you're like, I, I'm, I'm frozen because I, I literally cannot spend one more minute making content for these social media sites. You know, don't let it overtake you, but give the people the information. If you build a class and host a class and don't tell anybody about it, don't be surprised when nobody shows up because they didn't know about it. And remember this, people are forgetful. They have lives, they have other things going on. They're not just sitting and waiting for your posts and refreshing and updating. I mean, I don't know, you probably have a super fan out there that is doing that, maybe. But for the most part, 99% of your clients or potential clients don't know until you throw it in their face. <laughs> Email it, put it on social media, don't be afraid to post the heck out of it. Why not? Why not? I mean, there are celebrities out there pushing really silly things like those tummy wraps and you know, this little like pill that will make you lose 30 pounds. Like if they can push that stuff that's not real and doesn't work, you can push your legitimate offerings. Don't be afraid to push. Be pushy, don't be afraid. Be yourself. And by that, I mean, be your weird little self. I spent time my first couple of years trying to be what I thought 
people would want in a fitness professional. Being very professional, being kind of guarded, being uh, very neat and orderly and not chit chatty and no drama and all that stuff. But when I like let my hair down and finally became my weird little self, I found my people. I found my people. <laughs> and the other ones ran away scared, which is fine. You don't want them. Let them run away. Let them find their own person. If you keep a guard up, it's very, very easy to do and try to make it like I am this professional. I am up here on a pedestal looking down at these little minions. Then people are going to respond to that. Some people might really like it. And I've definitely been to classes with some very like like hippy dippy teachers and like love is love and, and that's great but like I don't, I don't want that <laughs> that's not my vibe so I won't go back to that class but it is somebody's vibe and your vibe is going to be somebody's vibe and you're going to vibe real hard and let that inner weird person come out <laughs> let them be out let them be be yourself because your your people will vibe and respond to that and that's where you make those genuine connections and I have clients that have been with me for 10 11 12 few have been with me for 15 years because we let that guard down and we just chat and your your vibe definitely does attract the people that need it the most so be your weird self let's see I got a bonus one so I wanted to do five but I think I'm doing six um, <laughs> this one's silly uh, give yourself breaks during your classes. So I teach some pretty high intensity, high energy formats, like high fitness, and it's hard. And you, when you're teaching in every single training that you go through, all of your master trainers will tell you like in order for your class to give even 50%, you have to give like 120, like you have to go all out for certain formats. Now, there are some formats like um, when I went through my yoga teacher training, although now for the most part, I kind of do the movements with my class. That's just my vibe and how it works. But there are some formats like tr personal training, boot camp style, where you really want to be floating around while, and, and you might demo the movements, but you really want to be floating around and giving adjustments and tips and, and, and coaching people through the movements. But for high fitness that I teach, and like I used to teach Zumba and Turbo Kick, where you are actually, actually actively doing the workout with your participants, in order for them to give even 50%, you have to give 120%. And that means you're going all out. <laughs> you are doing as much as you can while still showing variations of movements, which is totally possible. A really good structured format will teach you how to do that in their format. And high fitness is one of the, the best trainings I've ever taken. And there are little ways though, even when you're going all out, like you're going to have your divas, your front row divas, your star students that you can kind of point to and be like, like that, do it like that. Or you can let them go hard and you take the lower variation to make people realize, oh, there are different things that I can do when this movement happens. For example, burpees. Not everybody's in my class is going to do a burpee. There are some clients I have that will never and have never done a burpee. And that's fine. There's a variation to give them when we do have a burpee. So sometimes I'll look for somebody that has come to my classes that kind of knows the cue. And I'll be like, burpee. And they'll do the burpee and I'll be like, watch them. And then do my my squat or my lunge or whatever different variation fits that particular that particular track 
but give yourself moments to walk around. So there might be a time where there's a, a eight count of a movement or a double eight count of a movement, like a squat. I will take that moment to walk around and like do a squat next to somebody or like face to face somebody. Some people that makes them very uncomfortable kind of catch their vibe as you're walking by. Like, do you want me next to you? Do you want me to like keep pushing you? I have some clients that love it when I come right next to them and do all the burpees with them because they're like, yes, I needed that push. Otherwise I was going to go get some water and like, I want water, but I really want to be pushed. Kind of pick up that vibe from different people. Some people don't like to be looked in the eyes. Totally fine. There's the forehead, look to their shoulder. Some people don't want you coming up next to them. They're like, no, 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 no. And you're like, okay, going to avoid that corner. But give yourself those little like walking breaks where you can go around and connect with all of the individuals in, in the room and they'll love it. They'll love it. Keeps people coming back, makes them feel noticed, that sort of thing. So give yourself and bonus, you get a little break. <laughs> Although sometimes when I walk around, I go harder because I go next to somebody and I'm like, burpee to a duck jump, let's go. And it's fun. So, all right, spilling my tea on all of my biggest secrets. There you have them. Boom, just gave them to you. It took me 15 years to develop that list and I gave it to you in 15 minutes. So make sure you define your own version of success create a schedule that works best for you. And if it doesn't feel right, stop doing it. Borrow from others and make it your own. Take the good things, take what works best for you. Don't feel badly about taking it, especially if people put it out there like I do for free. Ask for the email and don't be afraid to promote your classes. Be your weird self, be your weird self. Allow yourself to be weird and use moments with like double blocks in your classes to walk around, catch your breath and meet your participants. So there you go. Secrets to my success. That's how I've stuck around in this industry for 15 years and continue to be invited to teach special classes, invited to teach at different locations. That's, you know, how I've gotten a good reputation as a solid fitness instructor. There you go. All my secrets spilling all the tea. And that is this week's confession of a fitness professional. Thanks for hanging with me and I will see you for the next confession.